Greetings, lovely listeners, and welcome to another episode of Conversations with Audrey. I'm your host, Audrey, and on each episode, my guest and I have a conversation about a topic of interest where we try to figure out life as Zimbabweans, Africans, and black people living in the diaspora. If you're new here, I hope you stick around, and if you're returning, thank you for putting up with me. You can find Conversations with Audrey wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You can follow the podcast on Insta and Facebook at Conversations with Audrey and on Twitter at Convo with Audrey. If you're more traditional, I also welcome emails via conversationswithaudreypod at gmail.com. Now on to the conversation. Hey, our mics are muted or unmuted now, I should say. <laughs> um, so my guest today is the lovely Paida. She's just looking at me through the computer going like, oh my God. But she's a longtime friend, a sister from another mother and a partner in crime when it comes to hating certain things about life. <laughs> we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, we'll be having a, a, a second edition, I should say, conversation of sorts on the realities of growing up. Specifically about how we have like, we have learned to define or redefine success and failure. Uh, for a bit of context, if you tuned into last episode where I um, had the first edition of this conversation with my good friend Alana, we were mainly focusing on the struggles with defining ourselves as adults. Uh, but then the reason why I wanted to have a second edition to that conversation is because I think there are many perspectives that can be given when it comes to discussing what we face when we transition from that sheltered teenage stage to being adults. And I especially wanted to have this conversation with Paida because we've been through a whole journey when it comes to adulting and settling into adult lives and dealing with success and failures. Uh, and also part of that comes from the shock adulthood seemed to bring us as we were very sheltered while we were growing up. And once we were set loose, we struggled to find our wings, so to speak. Uh, and as I said in part one of this conversation, on the surface, it might seem like we're the only ones who haven't figured out that magical formula to adulting. But something tells me we're not the only ones going through this. Uh, so that's exact. That's why we pretty much want to have this conversation. So we'll be exploring how we've dealt with the reality of growing up and realizing that we are now pretty much accountable to ourselves. We can't blame parents or teachers or any other authority type figure in our lives. And that defining success and failure is not as clear cut as it might, you know, seem when you're pretty young and naive and innocent. So, without further ado, is that what they say in the in, you know in the interviews? <laughs> I'll let Paida speak and introduce herself. So you know, Paida, just tell you know the listeners a little bit about yourself, socials, interest, what you're up to career wise. Right. Uh, yeah. Hi. Um. So my name is Paida, and I've been. Friends with Audrey for a while now. <laughs> if we tell um, you our meeting time, you would laugh. So we're not gonna. Yeah, we 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 can't tell anyone how we met. But I I love how yeah. we met. It's, a, it's I just perfect, perfect. Yeah. So um yeah, I'm really excited to be here. Thank you so much, Audrey. Um yeah. So uh yeah. Um at the moment, I'm a pharmacist. Um, working in retail. Um. And in my spare time, I read a lot. I also watch a lot of K-dramas, which yep. is another <laughs> shared interest. And um, yeah, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's, mm -hmm. that's me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, so you said, you know, you're a pharmacist at, uh, at the moment and, you know, I say at the moment because we've had discussions about, you know, yes. going forward and stuff like that. But yeah. um, I guess, you know, before I even get into the questions, let's just touch on, because for those that probably listened last week or if you haven't, I don't care, um, I did talk about my pharmacy journey at some point, like that I was once considering becoming a pharmacist and I talked a little bit about that, right? So yeah, before yeah. I, be, because for me that was tied with a lot of like failure, like literally pharmacy for me was a failure. <laughs> I want to touch a little bit on you because you're a success in the traditional sense of you got through your degree. I know you're, t- t- trust me, I'm getting to a point. <laughs> you know, um, it was yeah. a failure in the sense that obviously you, I mean, I, I failed at that degree, but you succeeded in terms of passing it and you're now working as a pharmacist, but there's obviously a background to that. So I just want you to touch a little bit more on how you found yourself in pharmacy and how you've dealt with the reality that perhaps it's not where you want to be and maybe looking at where you want to go before we get straight into the success and failure part of it, just so we can have a bit more context about where your head is at, at the moment. So, yeah. Right. So, um, after high school, I really wanted to pursue a career in health and I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Um, I did know that um, at the time I really wasn't going to go to medicine because I I looked at like the kind of commitment that it took, you know, like how many years it took and all that. And I was like, you know what, maybe this is not so much for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so initially I actually wanted to do dentistry, believe it or not. Um so I did try um, do the interview for Sydney Uni and I passed that. And then when it came to, um, you know, how we have the deadline with um, UAC, I yeah. changed, I actually changed my preference from oral health being number one to pharmacy. And so it's not so much that I fell into pharmacy. It's always been sort of on the peripheral kind of, but it wasn't really the thing that I was going for initially. Mm. But um, mm. yeah, it, it happened. We I got into Sydney Uni and it was a very grueling, very grueling yes. process. Yes. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, yeah, it's, um, it's history now in a sense, yeah. but yeah, at the moment I am working in um, uh, a retail pharmacy and I, I really love my team. I love what I do, but um, of course I'm still looking to see how I can best, you know, how to say it, like um, build myself up so I can yeah. keep growing and growing and yeah, maybe get to that point where I'm just like really content with what I'm doing and I'm happy with my contribution to society. So mm, yeah, mm. that's where I'm at at the moment. Yeah. So, hey, yeah. That, yep. I totally, the grueling part, I get that. Yeah. That's mm, why some of us mm. failed out of pharmacy. <laughs> but oh one thing God. I do want to say guys is like, you know, Pida is just one of those people that, as much as I failed out of pharmacy, she wanted to fail out of pharmacy so she could have an excuse to leave, <laughs> a legitimate excuse. But she ended up, we're like a trio of our other friend. Um, and, you know, it's pretty much, she. you wanted to be me or Pura at that time, right? You wanted to have an excuse to get out of it, but you didn't. You found yourself in there, right? So that is essentially been now the journey that you've had to take not so much being defined as a pharmacist I suppose but just sort of like trying to figure out okay now I have pharmacy as a bill paying you know money making job 
Like, what do I do yep. next, right? So, yeah. with all of that, you know, in mind, what is your definition of success and failure? Or at least how have you come to define success and failure so far? Like, because obviously, like we said, you have succeeded. It's something, you know, when your parents talk about you, they'll be like, oh, our daughter, of the pharmacist. But then you look at yourself and you're like, am I really? And then mm. you also think about maybe within that, was that a failure or something or whatnot? because you didn't yeah. really do exactly X, Y, Z that you want to do. So how do you define success and failure? Right. To be honest, I don't really have a definition. Like I'm still working on that. Um, I think maybe when I do make it, when I can say I've succeeded is when I am doing something that I find is meaningful, mm. that is going to be adding value to both my life and to other people's and, um yeah like something that you're like I, I i'll feel like happy to wake up in the morning and do now i'm not saying it has to be every day of course because we all have our bad days but um yeah at the moment yeah like i said i i don't really have a clear definition of what su uh, success is mm. but also in that same breath i don't think me passing pharmacy was a success mm -hmm, per se mm -hmm. in the sense that I still feel like there's a bit of a void. Like I, as much as I feel like it is a career that adds value to people's lives, I, I don't really feel like fulfilled by it. Yeah. And so, yeah, um, yeah, it's very, it's a very so gray still area for yeah, me. Like, yeah. 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 And then with that, I guess failure, you're still like, do you think, not to say you have failed at life, but do you think in some way, the way you view failure is through not like thinking right now you are where you need to be kind of thing. Like is, is yeah. that part of, I guess that definition I'm, I'm touching yeah. on something that yeah. I identify with by the way, but just yeah. to... no, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, um, yeah, it's, I think very much influenced by me not seeing myself where I wanted to be at this age. Mm. And so, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Because That's you see, it. the thing is, I think of, because um, this is not an interview, like I said before, like, you know, we're just talking, but obviously mm. I majority ask the questions, but I always think of Winky D song 25, like that song oh for God. me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know copyright and stuff, so I'm not yet playing too many songs in my, in my pod. Mm. I will play one though towards the end, but that's for an artist that I don't think they would have copyright issues at the moment. I mean, obviously there's copyright and everything, but either way, I would love to have played that song just for a little bit, mm. but 25 just defines everything about my definition of success and failure, right? Because when I look at success, it's, you know, me um, in some high flying job, you know, if you think of like the devil wears Prada, like, mm -hmm. you know, walking down New York, like, <laughs> coffee in your yep, hand, yep. head held high, you get to some skyscraper office, um, you know, you have the family life going on, especially now, both of us, you know, like my guest last time, Alana, we we're both in our mid twenties, pushing on getting into our late twenties now. And it's like, <laughs> you're powered to us. Yeah. but it's like, you know, do I then now look at my success as being when I get there or is it, can I still say within what I've done now, I am succeeding, right? 
And yeah. in some ways I've had to redefine that because at one point that was the vision. That was me. The success was tied into me getting to be the high flying, you know, I'm a lawyer right now, but never really wanted to envision myself. I mean, never envisioned myself as a lawyer. But if I think of within my current career stream, I would be like a high flying lawyer doing whatever, whatever, right? That's, that would be yeah. success. But then because I haven't reached that, I, I'm, I'm now trying to be careful not to just say, when I reach that is when I'm going to be successful because I feel like that leads to like this problem of like not being content yeah, with where you true. are, like not, yeah. uh, what are you got? Not celebrating the little wins. Like I've just graduated. I need to celebrate that win. Like it might have come after a long time. I might not have cared about it by the end, but that's still a success in somewhere. Right. So I'm now redefining yeah. my, my, I guess my redefinition of success or how I now define success is just sort of like, Looking at the little goals, if I've achieved those little goals, perhaps maybe if they, they they might add to the big goal later or not, I don't know. But for now, I'm just learning to try. It's hard. It's very difficult because most of the time you're looking at the larger pic- picture, you know. Yeah, if yeah, I was, true. You know, before I get into even the cultural part of it, but touching then on failure, I've had to redefine failure in the sense that I now accept that failure is just a part of life because before it wasn't. Like I was saying with Alana last episode, I had never really failed until I got into pharmacy. I think we talked about this before, like, you know, both highly academic people getting top grades, blah, blah, blah. Then you get to this university degree. That's just supposed to be like a rite of passage almost. It's supposed to be easy. Like you're you're not supposed to struggle through uni the way I struggled through uni. And I'm I'm saying as in that's how society thinks, right? That's what society thinks. But then it happens to you and you're like, oh crap, as you know, like to anyone, so yeah, I had to just like redefine then failure to be like, failure is just a part of life and you need to accept that. Like you can't fear trying things. Like even starting this podcast, I was like, oh my God, for eons, months, like since I really, really got into the idea of doing it, I was just like, People will say this, or this, that, that. So then yeah. I realized, but if you don't try it, uh, it doesn't like that criticism or that fear of people laughing at me. I definitely had it. But like then to realize if I don't do it is when I actually will be failing. Yeah. That's when I was like, okay, cool. So I had to like, that's, I guess, where my success and failure falls in. I love that. Even though I'm saying I'll ask you questions, I'll be talking majority of the time too. Oh, sorry, sis, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but before we jump on to, because we, we pretty much touched on similar like definition sort of things. Before we jump on to, what do you, how much of a like in terms of our culture? You know, like our culture is very much like mm. certain benchmarks define you as success as a successful person, and then certain. Yeah not having those benchmarks at a certain age also define you as a failure. So if you think of us, like I'm saying, you know, mid twenties, you know, you know, like, as if he's just yeah. hiding in the corner waiting yeah. to come to you. You, you just know? have to say like, maybe you've been hiding a person or do exactly, like, exactly. Yeah. You know, like, so <laughs> yes, we've been, we are now successful career women in quotation marks for me. It's still to really launch, but, that careerness is not really celebrated as much as yeah. people then looking to us now to be like, you know, it's almost like you reach university level for yeah. your parents to then be able to say, okay, now you've done the degree. Where's the husband? And I'm just yeah, saying parents the, in general, yeah. but yeah. So yeah. what do you think about that? Like in terms of how has that really influenced part of your feelings about like whether you're, you're at a successful stage right now in your life or 
you know, how has that sort of just like defined your journey so far, that societal, cultural pressure for success yeah. and fear, I guess, of failure or aversion to failure, I should say. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, I 100% agree. Like those pressures are definitely there, um, especially now we're inching very close to 30. Oh, um, yep. <laughs> sorry. I can't believe it. Seriously, I'm like, what? I, I'm like on the extra side of 25 not the yeah. minor side not the 80 well, like, 24 bracket i'm now the 25 yeah. to blah blah bracket like oh yeah it's it's scary um but yes no that really does play a part because even like when we were growing up like there's a song that they would play at weddings mm. that would say um there are three important days in your life the day you're born, the day you're married, and the day you die. Yes. Now, you don't have any control over the first one. Yes. Okay. And the last one, for you know, for the most part, we don't have any, you know, control over that. So mm. that little third one now, um, yeah, you know, like, yes, education is very important. It's important to set yourself up, but then at some point people do start asking questions people mm-hmm. start looking. Mm-hmm. you dread that call you know with your relatives they're like hey call call bam kuru oh, oh call bam nini you know and so yeah yeah to to an extent that that definitely has i think added to that feeling yakuti ah well i think i'm succeeding or oh yeah i think i'm 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 kind of failing to you know meet the mark but then i had to come to a point to, to just really make up my mind to say, you know what, some things I have control over, some things I don't. Um, what's to come will come in its time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so right now I'm very much focusing on building myself up as a person, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. building myself up financially um, and investing in my friendships, investing in my family. Mm-hmm. And then if it happens, it happens. That's if it true. doesn't, guess what? It's fine. Exactly. Um, Isn't yeah, that thing of like contentment that I was talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Because um, while that's that's great, like, um, you know, getting into marriage, um, it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it has its drawbacks. It has its advantages. But I feel like we do need to appreciate each and every season that we're in because mm-hmm. there's a reason for that season. And so, yeah, like I had to come to a point to say, look, Paida, it's fine. It's okay. Yes. Like I was thinking about it just not, not so long ago, Kuti, um, my mom had me. So I'm 26 mm-hmm. at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom had me when she was 25. So mm-hmm. at this age, she had a baby <laughs> that was like, a year oh old God, and I I'm couldn't, like, I couldn't know I, I, I just I, I know, can't imagine I myself in that you know <laughs> and so in a sense I feel like you know what this has been good because I'm probably not mature enough yet mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. also just to yeah I think this time is really important to just you know set yourself up and stuff so yeah I, I think it's yeah it, it is what it is that's true i know i think you're right <laughs> but i'm in happy sense. i'm content that is like oh, that good. is really good like having i love that you're saying like you know your success in life in general because of where we our culture and where we come from and just society it's not even like just a zimbabwean thing it's just a general mm. cultural thing we, women are defined by the fact that once they've 
done all the extra. If you've got like parents that focus on your education, yeah, they really focus on education. But there will be a time when they'll be like, you've done the education. Now give us the extra stuff, right? Yeah. kids and the stuff. So it's weird. Our our success is always tied into that. Whereas men, not really. Like a man can be 50 and not be married and no one will bat an eye. And when he gets married, Mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, he's done it. But a woman will be 50 and be like, she doesn't have Like as if it's her choice. (laughs) Hello. Yeah. But then, but we're not talking too much about that, you know, at least in this episode, Mm -hmm. if, you know, I do like, um, I definitely want to do an episode about more of the singleness and stuff later, but I just like, I just wanted to touch on that because I feel like that's part of also defining yourself as a successful person. If you, you get to our stage in life, you know, like, should I be at a certain stage because Mm -hmm. society has said I should be at a certain stage, but it's just realizing if you're not there, you're not any less as long as you're content with where you are. And like you said, I am so happy to not have marital like problems <laughs> or anything right now because I couldn't. Like you say, my maturity is so I'm I'm very mature, but as in I'm not yet matured enough to be like I can give my time away to other people. I've yeah. just like that selfishness is like there now. It's like, oh, I just want my time. So yeah, I totally get you. It's it's just one of those things. So I guess to wrap up this success whatever it's that's that's a good point that you made about just being content with where you are and that helping you succeed even better like you're saying finances friends investing in all of those things that define you that's like totally worthwhile i like that so then because both of us are very academic um or at least we were (laughs) when we were in high school (laughs) i feel like uni changed all of that but because we're both uh, yeah. like academic, or at least our success was tied into our academics, you know, had to get top grades, had to succeed at school. We didn't really sort of have a talent, right? We didn't have like a, we're not like a Beyonce who was born with a great voice. So for her, her success is tied into her talent, right? And it's, I feel like when you have a talent, it's a bit, not easier, but it's a bit more like, you know, you've got sort of like a backup to just not having yeah. academics. But, because, you know, we were more defined by academics. How have you dealt sort of with not having a purpose then that's not tied to something like a tangible talent or something? Like as in you've had to discover your purpose through um, a more academic stream, if that makes sense, as in through your job or your career, which I actually don't like myself define like defining myself through, but I'll yeah. talk about more of me like when you have spoken. But yeah, just how have you then... I guess dealt with not having a purpose that's tied into like some kind of like a tangible talent, but you've had to sort of like say to yourself, Oh, okay. I'm now a pharmacist. How do I, is that my purpose in life or yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's been very, very difficult because yeah, like you said, it's, it's one thing to have a talent and like a natural kind of ability to mm. do something. Mm. And then you just sort of gravitate towards that it's been it's been a journey um like trying to find out what I'm good at what I would like to do what I'd like to put my time to um yes so it's it's been hard and I I think I can say I still haven't really found it Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. yeah but in the that um yeah I am working and I do appreciate like like I said before I really appreciate my team I appreciate, um, it's made me appreciate more what people, um, like what help um, 
care workers do, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, especially mm-hmm. even especially even in just this time. Retail. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, even just retail, just it, it gives you an appreciation of um, what people do, and so it's it's helped me build character. I feel, but at the same time, I feel like we we're not done yet as mm-hmm. much as I'm maybe looking to more and more study later on to maybe try and find my little place like yes. where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, still a work in progress. <laughs> I'm glad to, to hear that because yeah, it's definitely the same for me. Like it's only through this podcasting thing that I've really started to be like, you know what? Not that this is like my purpose or whatever, but it's more like I've just limited myself to trying to even find that purpose for such a long time that, now that I'm sort of doing these extra things, I'm like, oh, you know what? It's not tied to just one thing at, at the yeah. end of the day as well. Like y- your purpose sort of changes according to like, if that makes your environment, if that makes sense, like within your family, you could have a purpose within your family. Like maybe as the eldest daughter, you're like, you know, responsible or whatever, like those little moments. I don't know why I keep coming back to like, my, I didn't think about these answers before. It's just, things coming out of my brain but (laughs) it's more the idea that I've now had to be like my purposes aren't just defined by the one thing because before when they used to be that's when I was really depressed about my life in terms of the trajectory it was going I was like don't you know I figured out a pharmacy what the heck is my purpose now I go into law and law is not really exactly what I want to do I got into it but I don't really care for any of the stuff that I'm doing so what's my purpose but then now over time I'm like okay you know what it's it's defined by a lot of different things even within law even though I haven't like fully started my career but I know where I want to go because I know my heart sort of gravitates towards more of the social things or whatnot whatnot I'm not going to get into too much detail about that but I kind of understand that a little bit more so for me it's been more like okay you know what try to define that find that purpose in little things but like a Going back to the talent, it is very depressing that I don't just have a talent. I'm not a soccer, play, <laughs> soccer player, you know, like freaking singer, <laughs> freaking yeah, Wizkid yeah. out here. Like, not Wizkid the singer, but I'm just saying Wizkid is in a smart, smart, smart cookie. Yeah. Like doing things. Like I just, I wish I had that tangible talent. <laughs> but I then, mean, if, if watching K-dramas was a talent, that'd be mine. Tell I think. me about it. If watching <laughs> movies and talking about books and talking about yeah. pop culture was my freaking purpose. Totally talent. I'll do that. I'll do that as well. I would, yeah. K drama is your talent, yeah. girl. You can, oh my god, you yeah. take it, take it. Put K drama on your resume. <laughs> They'll be like, I, K-drama. you know, I totally should. I totally. Yeah. Should. I think that would set me apart a little bit. I'm like, yeah. I'm a pharmacist. What are you actually watching right now? Just to digress for two seconds. What are you watching right now? What am I watching yeah, right K-drama now? K drama um, related. Uh, what am I watching right now? I'm watching quite a few things. That, so I have a lot of things. Oh, that okay. So in that case, the same maybe, time. okay, we'll wait until the end because then we'll, I've got a recommendation section. So maybe just, yeah, okay. think about Because then we might, people will be like, what? Is this turning into a K-drama podcast? <laughs> no, it's not, guys. And if you're wondering what yeah. K-drama is, it's Korean dramas, like Korean yes. culture dramas. <laughs> yeah. K-drama yeah. is really good. But um, so then, you know, we've talked about perhaps um, the two big, things really that tie into this conversation in terms of success and failure and, you know, purpose and trying to define yourself and all that stuff. But then I look at sometimes how we grow up, right? Um, both of us pretty blessed to have, you know, two parent households, stable families, good role models in our parents and stuff. Right. But yeah. in some ways 
we were like sheltered from like just really going out there. And I'm not saying our parents stopped us from doing certain things, but whether it's just, you know, their natural inclination as parents and stuff like that, I just feel like generally, you know, we were quite sheltered from the world, right? We Figuring out life didn't fall heavy on us until very late in life. You know, sometimes you meet people that were like, oh, like my, you know, think of our, our parents, let's say, like they were pretty much like, especially like in my dad's case he had to grow yeah. up like pretty quick you know and even really before quickly, his dad yeah. died they had to be like walking you know how they talk about their 20 kilometer walks to school oh yeah so <laughs> exactly. right? yeah. yes. but yeah. they were they ha- they sort of have a tenacity about life because they you know they kind of had that extra bit of like hardship instilled in oh. them and i'm not saying that hardship is the only way for you to succeed but i feel like it gives you that extra edge in life i feel like you can deal with challenges better right so yeah. i just i guess even though i'm saying we were sheltered but we probably were sheltered in different ways so how sheltered like were you like in, in terms of like how you define how sheltered you were from certain things about life and how do you think that impacted you then when you became independent or had to make your own choices? Like now I had to set off into the world like, mm-hmm, <laughs> Yeah, like how, how, uh, how do you think that shelteredness um, came to, like, I guess, impact this whole idea of like success and failure and all that stuff? Especially failure, like fear of failure and like, yeah. Um, okay, so, yeah, so, yeah, I did have a very sheltered childhood as well. Um, even in, in my teens, um, I've, I've always like, uh, especially like after we'd come to Australia, um, was in a very small school mm, and was yeah, always religious. Yeah. And so leaving that, like that safety net of like people that you know, like, cause it was very, very small. Uh, mm, mm. People that, you know, like, uh, sort of similar values and moving into uni it was a huge huge culture shock um even even just coming from if i am to backtrack a little bit just coming from zimbabwe and then coming to australia completely different context (laughs) completely different even the way we relate uh, relate to teachers or like authority figures very different so that that did uh it impacted there was some kind of influence. <laughs> yeah. It's just, so in case you're not picking up already, I'm not on the eloquent side. It's okay. Um, <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to walk you through it because, you know, it's easier yeah. for me to walk you through it. But I was, first sorry, I was actually distracted. So I didn't realize what you were doing in the camera. I'm just like, <laughs> Trust me. I don't have words. <clears throat> me and my <laughs> other on, friend, me and my other friend, yeah, we did that. That is, we do that a lot. She will be, always be like, cut time out time out and I'm like, no, just keep going through it muddle through it as if we're talking i can't make it a perfect podcast you know like that so it's fine but no i get do you want me okay, so i guess i i remember when you, what i loved what, what what you said was the culture shock because i think i can relate to that as well like you think culture shock comes just from being like you know the the macro culture sorry listeners if there's a bit of feedback but um, yeah, the macro culture is what people generally talk about, right? But when it comes to the micro culture of like you're transitioning from like a sheltered religious school or like religious background and then sort of finding yourself, that's for me what I find interesting in terms of being sheltered and how I then like now had to deal with life. Like literally was like, 
I was spoiled as well as a, a little bit as a child, you know, a little bit spoiled. Um, but obviously coming from that, like, um, parents that are, you know, st- not strict, like super strict, but, you know, disciplined me and all this stuff. Then having to be like, okay, I'm going out to the world. Now I have to make decisions for myself. That's uh, that's what I think threw me off kilter a little bit because I was so used to, like, my dad doing certain things, my mom doing certain things for me that literally the first biggest decision I've ever had to make was that UAC application mm. of where I need to go for university. <laughs> How yeah. I get it. It, 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 it really, it, ideally, I think for most people, it's the biggest decision that they make. But just that idea, which is like I'm 18, I was 17 actually, because I hadn't really turned 18. But um, yeah, just that now I have to base my career after 17 years of being a child like yeah. what you know it's a that's pretty big jump yeah that's yeah that's what threw me off so i think that's what i wanted to touch on if you wanted to explain more of what you wanted to say because for me it was just like now i have to make my own decisions but it didn't sink in and i think that's why it took me so long like through my whole uni journey to finally be like i actually am the one that has to make the decision that's that that's what i think um yeah that's that's what i think shocked me like yeah, culture shock wise, that's what shocked me. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I can I can say as well. Yes, that was a very very big thing because it is it is a huge huge responsibility to put on a let's just say as it is a yes. child's shoulders. It's um for a lot of people, it's what defines what you do for the next 10, 20 years, and so on. Mm-hmm. And so let's just. Yeah, start by saying it's a huge um, thing. But then also for us, um, coming from the background that we do, it is even more because for the most part, we would have come from families that say, oh, and then um, having to come to this place where it's basically a crossroads. Okay, which way do I go? And you don't even have a talent to lean on, like I said before. <laughs> exactly. So it just made it really confusing. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, yeah, I, I am appreciative of that though, because it's really forced me to grow up. I feel like it, yes, it's pushed me yeah. to, to really start thinking for myself, which is look, mom and dad are there, they're there to support, but then they need something to support. And so yes. I need to make those decisions so that they can either back me up or give me advice That's or true. say, look, no, this is not the way. And so, yeah, I, I feel like there, there was a lot of growing up that had to be done in a few months, like with that UI application. <laughs> <laughs> Not to say it's over because we're a little more grown. Yes, no, it's still that's there. True. That's true. That's yeah. true. I think yeah, that fear of like, like I had to now like literally set my whole life up on that one. That's what I thought. Like, and I think then having, when we talk about redefining success and failure, for me at that point, my success was so tied into the uni that I was going to get into based on the age that I had gotten, of which the age wasn't even what I initially thought I'd be getting. And then yeah. after that, it was like the prestige of the uni that I'd be going to and the prestige of the degree that I'll be doing. So many, like, what do you call them? Like, super superfluous, I suppose. Like, just things that aren't... When I think back, I'm like, oh, yeah, my yeah. God. Why? Like, <laughs> Why? <laughs> you stress you know what people say yeah. like oh. literally stressing myself for no reason i mean no, there is a reason i'm not saying just go about life and when you get to those certain stages don't you know 
make the big decisions. But it's more like when I re- reflect back, it's because it was sort of tied into this idea that I had about myself about how to succeed in life. And if I don't succeed in life, it's a failure. Yeah. And that's the danger that I've now had to navigate. Like it's not so much putty to not have gotten into that degree and that whatever, whatever is a failure. It's more, yeah. perhaps that's not what your life was meant to to do unless to you like obviously unless i had personally said doctor medicine could you see no i didn't do that i just wanted to do a degree so for me you know some ways it's a success i suppose (laughs) it's very difficult but in in, in terms of talking about being short as well i actually even though i was making that big decision my dad was too instrumental in helping me to make that decision or my parents because it was very much a health 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 leaning like you know like health careers i mean like and I don't know for you, I'm sure it's the same. Like it had to be a career. Oh, absolutely. The same. It, it, yeah. it, it couldn't be a career where you'd be like, I'm going to do creative arts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, I know. I, I'll just say this, though, just in case my yeah. parents do come across oh, this. Oh, yes, somehow. yes. Parents, they, we love you, like I said in the last episode. <laughs> yes, we, we so do. Um, my parents have always been very, very supportive. Um, yes, that's they true. they've never pushed me in a certain direction. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Throughout throughout my childhood and getting into um, high school and everything, it was just academics had to be good. If of you're course. doing math, it has to be good. If it's science, if it's whatever it is, it has to be that's good. That good way, then. you set yourself up for you know, like when you do want to go into uni, you have options. Yes, and so they they really just push that thing. They could say, like, we're not pushing you in a certain direction, wink, wink, help. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, whatever choice you make, we will support. Yes. And yeah. So, yeah, they've been very, very supportive. And I, I am so, so thankful and so yes. grateful. Yeah. I mean, ideally, I would have then, after getting into that path and then getting the degree, ideally, I'd be in a state where I'm like, okay, this is good. I'm, I'm content. Yes, yeah. And of course, that hasn't happened yet. But for the most part, because it did happen and there's good that's come out of it as well, I'm, I'm still thankful. Of so, course, that is true. Yeah. I think you're right. Like that support of parents helps. I remember like in the last episode as well, we were just talking about that, that like, you know, when the parent finally sort of gives you that approval by then just sort of giving you that like, go ahead, like it's fine. Whatever you've done is fine. That sort of just makes it easier like to yeah. muddle through because you're already muddling through so much confusion i remember like when i left my last exam <laughs> do you remember that professor that you guys um that pora and i used to be obsessed with he used to teach um i still actually kind of remember the pharmacy subject Fab two two three or something i can't remember the actual subject but he was Did polish he have an accent? yes he was polish. oh yeah yes, i know what you're guy. saying I yes. know, I know. sorry guys i don't know why i had to bring that much detail into this but to jig your memory but that was the last exam for pharmacy that i did it was my worst mm. ever like i hate i didn't even know what i was doing i was just in there because i had to be in there i hated it right i remember coming home crying you know to my main daddy like this is not fun. I cannot do this anymore. And th- yeah. that's when we're immediately going to go to Zoom for like a holiday. So and you guys, you and Pura were like pretty much helping me 
throughout that you know period of time to apply yeah. and stuff but just i remember their support like just the attitude about it, it wasn't like oh, no no it was just like do whatever you have to do they gave yeah. me the space i thought about it. they didn't even inter- when i said i'm doing law i don't think my mom it really settled for my mom until probably i had the degree <laughs> like i mean obviously <laughs> throughout the four years or, or so floor she was finding like oh my lawyer my lawyer but I think for a while they were thinking like, what? Pharmacy to law? Like, yeah. what's she doing? Yeah. But it turned out to be one of the better decisions that I made for my life, right? But then it was helped by my parents. So yeah. in a way, like you're saying, that support of the parent very much helps, you know. And I, we've sort of digressed from the sheltered question. But either way, oh, yes. we were sheltered <laughs> and we were impacted a lot. But, you know, we're dealing with it. We're dealing with it. Yeah. <laughs> we're fine. We're yes, fine. we're fine. But, yeah, yeah. That, that, oh, that was yeah terrible, terrible. I used to have nightmares about that day. Like, seriously, what was I doing? <laughs> yeah. that degree, but it's fine. Um, but then touching what we're both also eldest children in our family. Like, maybe not the eldest cousins out of all of your relatives, but you're the eldest child within your family, your nuclear family. So how much did the pressure, because for me, I, I, I relate to this as I had to sort of just ask this question, right? How much did the pressure of being the eldest child play into like how you've dealt with that pressure to succeed or to fail? Because the way I look at it is we were the experiment. We're the first children. Yes. We we're very much the experiment. But we also had yeah. this weirdly unexpected, like unexpectedly high um, expectation on us. That's a terrible terrible way to frame this question but there was this un, like supremely high expectation for us to be perfect as well if that makes sense so we are the experiment and in many ways an experiment isn't supposed to be 100% perfect but we were still expected to be perfect so how have you dealt with that is that because you know think about your siblings they have had life way easier <laughs> than uh, <serious>. we have <laughs> So jealous. I'm so jealous. Seriously. So yeah, just like, how have you dealt with that, um, I guess, pressure of being the eldest child and how has that defined you, your view on like, you know, being successful or failing or whatever, the pressure that comes with all of that? Right. Um, yeah, so it's it's been a, a lot of pressure. Um, yes. So because I'm not only the oldest kid, like on my dad's side, I'm the oldest grandchild. Uh, on my mom's side, I'm the oldest girl. And mm-hmm. so it's always been, yeah. So from both sides, I, I've i got kids looking up to me, like saying, okay, so what's happening with, like, what am I doing? Yes. And so it's, yeah, it's been a lot of pressure. Um, but yeah, it's been pressure more from extended. Sorry, sorry. That was just, sorry, that was just a background sound in my computer. <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, yeah, so it's been more pressure from, not so much pressure really, but you know it is pressure from extended <laughs> family. But <laughs> my my parents, like I said, my parents have been very supportive. But I feel like I I'm also that kid that never really strayed from um like what they've said. I've never rebelled. I've just never tested oh, the waters. Tell me about it. And so by me not doing that, I'm already sort of okay. And then getting into pharmacy, getting into this degree mm, and then wanting mm. to quit so many times because it wasn't really like a, like I wasn't like, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a passion. Acting out as such. And yes, it wasn't really a passion. They sort of understood, but 
yeah, definitely pressure to say, you know, every time you go on the on the phone with your relatives, oh, it's like I had to say pharmacy. Uh, yeah, it's like, like all that stuff. Um, and also dealing with uh, like other relatives who see this as, the, they're like, oh, oh my God, you're a pharmacist. That is, that is amazing. That is so good. Because, uh, yep, yep. Yeah, like it's, it's amazing. Keep doing what you're doing. All the kids are looking at you. And it just puts this immense pressure on, on you. And so, yeah, there were a lot of expectations. Um, I feel like getting into pharmacy, finishing it, and yeah, like finishing it and starting to work. It's yeah, it's it is a success, but and has been viewed as a success, even though it may not be me. But yep. for them, yeah. So it definitely has played into how I see like what success is, what failure is. It may be a little bit of a failure to me in a sense, but for the most part, people are like, oh, no, it's great. Even when I wanted to quit, and there's so many times where I wanted oh, to quit. Oh, I know, darling, I uh, know. <laughs> first, like, like you were saying, like, when you were just um, saying, like, your your experience with um, coming from that um, exam and crying, that would be me every every <laughs> semester end. Like, if you ask my sister, like, she'll be like, oh, my God. Like, they, I would start on the phone like I'm 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 done with the exam with all parted ways I'm on the bus I'm on the train and then I call my mom and I'm like mama <laughs> so like it was so bad and I feel like to a to an extent our parents didn't my parents didn't really know how to deal with it because we're navigating being in a new country yes in a new yes culture and mm-hmm. so yeah there of course there are expectations but then they don't know how to deal with the kid who is struggling with the school system that they've never been in yes, and that yes. they've never experienced. And so, um, yeah, in, that was, that was hard. That's actually a really interesting point in the sense that when we go back to that cultural, the idea of culture and how it impacts us in terms of how we view success and failure in Zim, success is very much tied to the fact that you have like a job in some, like what those I guess if you look at like a, a line of careers, you're above the line of the good careers. You know, you're not a yeah. Madoda Bini type person. <laughs> you're not, yeah. oh, you're not to, like, you know, you're not like, you're not to say anything, mind you. If anyone's parent is that, please don't come for me. I'm just saying like, when you look at how people define how successful you are back home, it is definitely yeah. tied to those careers and what we are in law, pharmacy, medicine, blah, blah. Those are the, you're like looked at the, as the cream of the crop kind of thing. Right. So for a long yeah. time, th- not even for a long time, our parents are still dealing with it, but they've now had to go through daughters or children like you and me who have maybe struggled with finding ourselves within the career. But for them, like for, I know for my mom, for a fact, like if she's even listening to me as we're recording this, she'll be like, why is she bringing my name into this? But, <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is my mom, like she's always tried to tell me like, you know, why didn't you just like, you know, do like a nursing degree so that you could get to somewhere Then I keep trying, but I can't explain to her that, the reason why I'm so uncomfortable with where I'm at is because I know where I want to be at. I know, like I actually, when we come back to purpose, I do sort of understand my purpose in a way, like this type of thing that I'm doing right now, talking to people, just having conversations about things. Those are the things that I love doing, right? I just haven't been able to mold them into like a money making machine, which is the problem. The world wants you to find your purpose in something that makes you money. Right. And for me, 
because then I'm coming from a perspective where my parents view their jobs as essentially their purpose. Like, not that they they think that, but for that, they don't even I think have that perspective to be like, it's not really my purpose. But they know they have to get money so they can help people back home, and raise us, and provide for us and stuff. So for them, really, it's as simple as my dad came here. I used to be in a different career. Had to change. He's now pretty much working boom, boom, boom in that in that job. Your dad is the same exact thing. Your mom's the exact same. So for them, this confusion was just as confusing too because they were like... Yeah, <laughs> first time. First time. It's like, oh no. Like, how do we help these kids? Literally, like, it was for them. Yeah. For us making it into pharmacy, it was like, oh, pharmacist. they were already mm. calling me a pharmacist. When I got a job in yeah. a pharmacy, they were like, oh, pharmacist, pharmacist. And I was like, nah, this, this is not working out <laughs> <laughs> This is not working out for me. Mm. And even right now in law, my lawyer, but I'm like, man, I, am the fir- I feel the furthest from law that I've ever felt. But obviously, like what you're saying, then having to just say, you know what, put your head down, just do the work, do the work. And then coming back to the eldest child syndrome that we are talking about, the pressure has always been there. But mm-hmm. like you, I think just sort of having to just, I guess, coming back to say, put my head down and just accept that role and take it for what it is, it's fine. I It's good in some ways that people celebrate me as the eldest child, but it's stressful as it can be. But it like is, you, I yeah. think I've just had to be like, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It is what it is. I can't yeah. change it. But yeah, it, there were times when it was very much frustrating because for the most part, back home, people will be like, when we go back, ah, it's going to be like a pharmacy business. <laughs> in oh, I've had those conversations too. It's, ah, go chemist warehouse. Yeah, the toy now, cool, no, we're talking about wholesale businesses. <laughs> and then now that I'm in a different, like, career path, they're like, ah, it's going to be like, ah, it's going to be like, ah, it's going to be like, ah, it's going to the, the elder child pressure is yeah it's it's in unbelievable if anyone who's listening is like a second sibling child whatever you're so lucky you're so you are blessed <laughs> you are oh my god definitely yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i'm just to touch on mind you this so that we can wrap up i don't want this to go for more than the hour um i did come across like a tweet that i really enjoyed but i can't find the original person who tweeted it but i can definitely find the person who was attributed to that because the person was quoting someone else so it was talking about there's this guy apparently called robert holden i searched him up and i think he's some kind of like um psychologist or some doctor type person anyway it says beware of destination addiction a preoccupation with the idea that happiness is in the next place the next job and with the next partner until you give up that idea that happiness is somewhere else, it will never be where you are. So tying it to what we're talking about right now in terms of success and failure, I don't know how you have, like, have you suffered from, mind you, I'm pretty sure you positively say yes. Have you ever kind of like think, or have you, do you think, sorry, you've, I guess, suffered from something you can call destination addiction, like that you are, placing all your happiness into the idea of getting to that final place somewhere like yeah how have you dealt with that like i guess dealing with that destination addiction um so yes i could definitely confirm that yes i have (laughs) suffered from it destination addiction like you know it's just something that i I literally came across and i thought it was an interesting idea and i totally 100 percent relate to it but sorry you keep going 
yeah, so I, I think I, I definitely have have suffered with that. Mm. Um, but I think I came to a point where I I just wasn't there was no joy in my life. I just mm-hmm. couldn't find like a reason to be like, you know what, I don't have a reason to smile today because I just I'm not where I'm supposed to be. Uh, yes, I have a job, but the job is stressful. People are horrible. And that's when you start really focusing on the negatives as well. Because mm. let's be honest, every job, every career path has its, you know, its uh, challenges and um, like negative side, of course. Yes. And yeah. So I had to come to a place where I was like, look, like, it's, it may be better to just focus on what's happening now. It may be better to to appreciate where I am now because yes. I mean, who knows if I'm ever going to get to that final place. Now, yes, if I, yes. if I now sit here as a 60, 70, 80, whatever <laughs> year old person, and I look back and I'm like, Oh my God, I wasted my life because I was so preoccupied with this mythical place yeah. where everything was going to be finally okay. Yeah. I'd found my purpose. I was doing something helpful. <laughs> you know, I'd made my money. I was sitting my Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I get to that that part in life and I look back and it was just you know like year after year after year of just like no joy, no purpose really mm-hmm, like just mm-hmm. nothing positive to say other than the fact that I was just fighting to get to this place it it would have been a real like a real waste I yes feel. yeah and so I had to like go back and I read a book um about gratitude I can't remember what it's called now mm, I'll look it up mm. um and it just put things in, into perspective yes that, yeah like it, it's not so much the big of course the big wins have to be celebrated but the little thing that like you're yes. walking up today and you're okay. You have food on your table. Like you oh. have a job. Oh that job God. puts a roof above your head. Yes. You know, all yep. those things yep. Yep. as, as cliche as it sounds, there are things that we can look to as like, like positives as things we can be grateful for. Yep. And so I've, I've started looking for something to be grateful about every day yes while i'm yes. working towards that place and if i ever get there that's great i'll yes. get there in a much better mood yes. than someone who's been trudging along just not happy not just yet yeah, like super negative and i get to the place you might not even find that you enjoy where you are yeah. anymore because yeah. the journey has been marked with all this negativity that's true and so that's true. yeah that's just true. not so much focusing yes focusing on the on the destination, but really just being mindful along the way to, to be thankful for what is happening, to be grateful for what I have and keep it pushing still, but just find that beauty in every day. I think that's, that's been really good to sort of just distract from the fact equity, like, Oh yes, it hasn't happened, but we're working towards it. Yeah. 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 That's, that's how, yeah. I think that's honestly for someone that I just spring, I, I sprung this, you know, idea of destination addiction on, you put it so eloquently, like I a hundred percent agree with everything you said, you know, like how you've come to deal with that or, you know, define that. Cause like you, I have definitely suffered with destination addiction. I'm still suffering with it because I've had to like <laughs> reconcile with like where I am in yeah. my life thinking the next job is going to be the better job, but really you're re- not realizing that 
probably going to be the same. It just maybe has different people that give you a different vibe, but it's still going to be a job, you know, it's still going to be yeah. work and stuff like that. So I think just coming and reconciling to that is has been liberating in some ways because it's, it's just very much like being in the season, being in the moment, building that season and working, yes, towards the next season, but not letting this season pass, right? And yeah. I think I had a really good, I was listening to another podcast today, had a really good line that someone said 100% cannot for remember for the life of me exactly what he said but it was something along the lines of um your dream has to have like an expiry date or a, a destination like you yeah. because if you think of like a dream being like you know I dream of maybe one day being like let's use this, this abstract idea of being a millionaire but like are you just gonna work to be a millionaire or because when you reach that million are you gonna say okay i'm now satisfied or is that then gonna have you know other things entailed to it because if you're like if you only tie yourself to then saying i'm only gonna be a millionaire Mm. are you what else are you giving up within that so that you can be a millionaire because if you don't then reach the millionaire stage that you want to be at are you disappointed that you were not being a millionaire because maybe you have worked to like 800k net worth right but you haven't reached a million, but you still worked 800K. So are you just going to dismiss that and say, no, I'm not type of that. So I, I know that's a bit of like an out there um, example, <laughs> probably not the best example, but I was just sort of thinking it's true that like for me, especially I'm a dreamer. So things like destination addiction is something that I thrive on. Like I'm always like, what's the next thing going to give me? Oh my God, it's going to be better than this season or whatnot. But yeah. now I've had to just be like, you know what, where you are is where you are. And I can hundred yeah. percent recommend there's this preacher. I think her name is, Patricia Shearer or something. She's a Black American. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, she, 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 yeah. She, she had. She gave a really good sermon that I listened to one time about um, when you think nothing is happening in your life, like God is doing something, right? So for you to be content within that season where you think Masarako is just useless, but really all the stuff that you're going through, whether it's challenges at your work or you're just thinking you're doing nothing, but you're still going to work and learning some kind of skill or building up that skill. There's going to be someone who's going to call you up and be like, we want you at our workplace. Mm-hmm. And why do you are you needed at that workplace? Because you've essentially been like building up all that skill all this time that you thought you were doing nothing at that nothing job with the nothing workmates and all yeah. that stuff. <laughs> I don't know why work is the example that I'm using, but just, yeah. you know, just that idea. Like, I like what you touched on. It, it's very, yeah, I don't even know why I diluted any of what you said, to be honest with you, but I always have to dilute, don't I? I always have to dilute. <laughs> no, no, no. It adds, <laughs> I don't have it my orange crush with 100% concentration. <laughs> mm. <laughs> to dilute it. Speaking of. It's been hard to get my Zoe in oh, Sydney. Yes, right? It's been hard. You, I don't have it, but <laughs> anyway. I've noticed Mama hasn't been able. Every time I try to buy it for Mama, but we'll, we'll see what we can link up to try to find a store. There are some stores that probably sell it, but it's probably like expensive. Super, super mm. expensive. But oh, anyway, so we can like, you know, wrap up. I don't want to keep stretching this. Just I'm looking at the time. It's clocking on almost an hour, by the way. Oh my God. But um, so we, we, we're talking about obviously um, sometimes, you know, within your life, you find yourself sort of just going, you know, you're just going to work and you're not really finding the value in that work. And you're like, oh, what's next for me, whatever. But how have you tried to sort of fight that against that tendency to just go with the flow or be apathetic about your life so that you're not like, wait, whilst you're waiting to say, I'm going to be successful at X, Y, Z stage, you're not then just being like, ah, if I'm going to work, whatever. Like, you know, there's certain things that you can actually sabotage in your life because you're not 
you're thinking, you know, this is not worth the energy, right? But like, yeah. how have you tried to sort of fight some of that, like, I guess, ap- apathy that just sort of comes out of like living a life that you think you shouldn't be living, but not mm-hmm. really then pursuing or doing things to mitigate that, if that makes sense? Um, so I've been uh, really looking at, okay, what what is it that, I think if I were to do, it would add more. Like, yeah, like it would help me to get to that place where I'm like, okay, maybe now it's it's okay. And um, I I copped out. Like to be honest, <laughs> I took the easy way out. I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go back to uni and I will um, study again. Yes, and, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a really good yeah. Thing, yeah. And so I was like, I'll I'll study again. Um, it is something that builds on the knowledge that I already have. And so in a sense, it, it actually is kind of making me re-engage with some things that I had, I had already learned, like mm-hmm. in my previous degree. And so it's it's making me value, even, yes, even though pharmacy was a dark period of time, like we said, it's, <laughs> it's making ages. me appreciate it because <laughs> now I can go back and say, oh my God, okay, I just learned this in this lecture it ties in with the pharmacy this way it ties in with health this way it mm. ties in with it ties in with so many things and so that's actually like surprisingly even though it started as an escape like oh i want to run away from pharmacy i want to get to the next thing and <laughs> yeah. go and run with it yeah it, it started like that but now it's actually forcing me to go back and say hey i appreciate that i learned this before and so yeah that's kind of stopped me from um like that sense of like not really engaging with my life yes. um having yeah. that uh, like apathy like i i feel like it's actually made me if anything like really like examine where i am and what i've learned in the past what i'm learning now putting it all together and i'm actually using this second degree in my work as well that's so, really good yeah that's really so that's good. been really good but also um discussions discussions like this like talking to my friends talking to my uh, family mm-hmm. it's kept me grounded in while I'm not losing sight of the bigger picture that oh I want to be there at least I do still appreciate where I am because yeah. they keep me accountable as well yeah yeah so that's that's been good and also like like you were saying as well um value is not just to be found in the careers that we choose or the jobs that we do yeah and so finding like little side hustles and quotes <laughs> yeah. um yeah that's that keeps you going too like yeah. so, so that's been yeah. really really good too yeah. so it's kept me from that um that trap of yeah. just being oh I'm here, whatever, I'll just, this is it, you know, I'll, I'll just, yeah, <laughs> I'll just stay here. <laughs> so it's, it's been good um, to just have those things kind of keeping me focused on, yeah. Yeah. on the now as well. No, that's so, true. Yeah. That's true. And actually, when you touched on side hustles, do you have any side hustle at the moment? Like a, a money um, generating side hustle that you can give me a tip on so that I can hop oh, onto that? Oh, oh. <laughs> I wish, I wish. I wish oh, mine were actually, Yeah. Um, they're more hobby type I'm just not they're more hobby yeah, types yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. I, I just never unfortunately because I was so always like academics 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 I never really allowed myself to really develop some of these like like interests and hobbies yes, yeah. which could actually have been potential money yeah, yeah, dude, you can, yeah, mind you but, I'm gonna say I know people can't hear me I mean can't see me but like literally you're like 
an expert at so many things. Like you bake really well, you sew clothing and you make like meals that are super healthy and just like all of those things you have something trust me just tap into it by now. <laughs> tap into it <laughs> yeah you could nah, be making money for us <laughs> yeah no especially like the like with the with the sewing um yeah because it came from from my mom yes yeah from, i mean you made me a actually, beautiful skirt you know how many people like loved that skirt like if people oh, know me like know me like i mean obviously if you're listening to this you know me but people that if you see me on facebook my profile picture that skirt was made by this beautiful lady that i'm talking to so if you ever need a skirt go to pida <laughs> see this is this is what we call helping each other out like you're setting me up like so yeah yeah you see you can, yes. you're gonna have customers very soon but just i i'm yeah. i've always been like I, today when I was the podcast that I was listening to the guy was like you know I'm actually wanting to now start mastering something because they, they're a bit older the guy the, the podcast that I listen to those guys so they're just talking about how like you can be a jack of all trades but a, but a master of none right and I think now I'm trying to like try to master something and whether that's my career doing the best at that or whatnot but tying into that not being apathetic it's also trying not to just do everything like oh I'll just do everything I'll just do everything and really try and just find focus on one thing so that maybe I can find fulfillment in that somehow like just just a little bit of fulfillment because sometimes yeah. just like ah god I gotta go to work but then yeah. it's like you know what that day will build you to the next day to the next day to the next yeah. day so definitely love the tips that you gave as well they're really good so i think i don't think i want to drag it anymore because you know um yeah stretching time too much but for just our you know listeners out there you've been such an eloquent guest by the way um as much as you feared that you wouldn't be you've just given some great tips and when i look trim i would not trim back when i play back this thing for you know posting editing purposes i'll be like oh my god i should have stopped talking just let her speak (laughs) she's so good but you know like no seriously like like as a listener your voice is amazing so what tips like do you have to offer though to just people our age younger than us even older than us you never know um if anyone is listening um just how to deal with some of that stress that comes with like trying to figure out what success means or reconciling yourself with your failures. Like, I don't know what, like you've already sort of touched on some of that in terms of engaging with family or maybe doing something extra like study wise for your degree so that you don't feel like it's been a waste. Like how do you, what, what tips can you offer for people to, to deal with, with some of that? Um, right. So, yeah, pretty much what we've been saying, like, um, just appreciate the season you're in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whether it's a season of indecision and you have no idea where you're going. Yes. Or you're in something that you're, you're looking at and you're saying, you know what, this is, I, I'm not going to last in this situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, so just trust in that. Um, also just keep it pushing. Like, um, but also know your limits. Like if it's bad for your mental health, if it's really bad for your health, if it's pushing you to into to become this person that you don't recognize anymore. Yeah. Like you're like, oh my God, what's happening to me? Like, yeah. like learn to take stock and just go back and say, look, um, some things need to change and then work on that. Um, yeah, keep people around you that will keep you accountable as well. Yeah. Uh, people who will, 
even when you don't see it yourself, like who, who will recognize the growth in you, who will celebrate even the smallest of wins. Yes. Um, yeah. That's really, really important as well. And also, even if you're stuck in a job that you really don't like that much, um, just like what you were saying before, like it, it may actually give you skills. It will give you a background that will, may even set you up for your next, um, yeah. for the next big yeah. thing in your life. Yeah. And so, yeah, like don't, don't um, like under, undermine the value of, of that, of that lesson. That's true. Or that That's season. true. That's true. Um, yeah. So really as much as I, I have to go back and say, look, as much as I've been like kind of messing with, like really bombing pharmacy and saying all this kind of <laughs> yeah. stuff. I do but appreciate it yes, because it's, it's been it's been an amazing journey. Yeah, so yeah. Um Odi will know this. It it's pushed me to do locoming, which is working in different places. Yes. Um I've gone worked interstate in places that I never thought I'd get to. Yeah. You know, I've um Which was amazing by the way when you were telling me all those adventures. <laughs> yeah, like it's it, it was really good because it was like oh my god you're gonna pay me to fly out so i can work at your place like for a week and then pay me and then fly me out like that was was so good um yeah so that's been great i would never have had those experiences if it wasn't for the fact that i did you know um still work in this industry Mm. and also yeah it's it's made me a lot more independent um Against all odds, I did move out of home, which was crazy of too. Course, like, but that it's so good. We have pharmacy. an abode. We have somewhere to go. We have a parents don't have to worry <laughs> <know>. about it. <laughs> I know. So it's just been really good. Like, yeah, even if it's been a trial, like there's been a lot that's come out of it. And so really never undermine the importance of where you are. Yes. Even if it's looking really dark at the moment, like there is light at the end of the tunnel. It's mm-hmm. cliche as that sounds um yeah you'll you will make it like just that season whatever you're doing right now put your all into it and just yeah don't lose sight of the big goal but just keep it pushing you'll be okay you'll you'll be fine and yeah if you have people around you that are going to keep you accountable that will support you even better if you don't write into the podcast (laughs) Yes. yes, and we can we can all give help you some each tips, other. You know, give you some tips. Yeah, definitely yeah. create a little yeah. community. But seriously, like honestly, that is invaluable, like advice to people, and I not even to be to me, like because it's just that idea of keeping it pushing. Because that's what life. I have like a, like a vision board, if you can see on behind yep. me there. Yep. yep. Okay. Well, my thing. I think I have. It's all about taking it one day at a time. That's the quote that yeah. I've been running with lately. Like just. One day at a time. Because sometimes it's like, <gasps> I have to figure out my life for the next 20 years. Yeah. I get that. But have a, general, <laughs> have a general idea. But at yeah. the same time, within that day, mm. the little wins are very, very important to just celebrate. Very right. So thank you so much, Matt. That was like so good in terms of like, you know, those tips and recommendations. Well, not yet recommendations. I mean, I guess off, offering just that gen general advice for people to take in life and it applies to anybody really even a parent still needs to keep it pushing because you know Mm. whatever but i guess for people like our age if they're listening to this please by all means like you know hit me up and we can talk about this if you're stressed about life i can tell you everything about failing live (laughs) through it 
succeeded through it and I'm out now. Yeah. <laughs> you know and that song, was, um, like the I'm coming it. out song? I can't remember what what movie it's from, but I'm coming out, I'm coming. Oh my God, I have a terrible <laughs> voice, but I don't care. <laughs> but that's how I feel because it's like, you know, it's been like such a long time of like being like stifled by like depression and like fear of failure and all this stuff. And then finally I'm like, whatever, who cares? Like one day mm. at a time, keep it pushing. That's really great advice. But um, to wrap up, just ending on a lighter note, you know, I love to give people recommendations because like you, I watch a lot of things. I listen to a lot of things. So what have you been listening to, reading, watching, any fun activities you've been doing that you can recommend to people or just, you know, talk about them in general? It doesn't have to be necessarily telling people about, you know, recommending it. But yeah, so what have you been up to? Um. Okay, so apart from procrastinating a lot, <laughs> despite the fact that I did start my semester and I have a lot of work. Oh, tell um, me about it. Yeah, um, I've been listening to, well, right now I am a little bit obsessed with something Soweto. Oh, yes. I, <laughs> I love that guy. Like, I yep. know we had a whole discussion yep, on yep, this. Yep. Like, oh my God. Anyways, um, yeah, so I've been listening to. If you don't know him. what that is, he's a South African artist, and he's very—he's got a beautiful voice, magic. Look him up! Oh my it. god! <laughs> like there's this—he's got this song called "Hey Wena." Like it's a—it's like a love song type stuff. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm in love when I listen to it. I'm just like, oh my god! What are That's these what things? a love song is supposed to do. He's <laughs> <laughs> just his voice. Just it just makes you feel things. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I've been listening to that. Um. I've been listening to a lot of Zim Zim music, which mm-hmm. I had stopped, you know, after um, after coming here. Like we just kept, you know, the staples, too cool and yeah, and yeah. the like. But now it's been like it's it's been sort of like a rediscovery of sorts. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. So like a lot of a lot a lot of Zimbabwean artists. I love Afrobeats, Wizkid. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's that's what I've been listening to. In terms of watching, I've been watching a lot of things. Yeah, um, you said the K dramas before. Oh my god, yes. Um, so there is a little bit of a. I feel like there's a little bit of a drop in terms of K dramas at the moment that I've got. But I did watch a really good one. Um, if you like, if you're into that kind of like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, hey, like what do you call it? Like mystery kind of whodunit kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, that one, the la- latest one I watched is called Flower of Evil. It's amazing yep. because the guy who lives in there is totally bae. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's one that I've been watching. Yeah. Um, and in terms of just like general, I did finish a discovery of witches, which is oh, amazing. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Although um, I do have a friend who did not like it. We will talk about this <laughs> offline, but can you imagine? Can you imagine? Matthew Good could not get her to like that I, show. What? Oh, no. Uh, Matthew you Good's know goodness? It's okay. we, <laughs> we all have our cup of, our cups of tea. Yeah, but, um, that's true. Yeah. That's true. So, yeah, that um, I've been trying to read a little bit as well. Like, yeah. I... Um, I have been struggling for someone who oh, loves books yes. so I, much. I have been struggling. How weird is that? When you love books and you're out here, ugh, it's such a weird. <laughs> I, I, it's exactly the same. Exactly the same. Exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I've been trying to read. The latest thing that I I did read was um, 
convers uncomfortable conversations with a black man. So oh, it's yeah. based on the YouTube yeah, um, yeah, the Afri series. The, the Nigerian yeah. uh, American yeah. football player yeah. or something. Yeah. That guy, yeah. And while I know it is more geared towards like the Western um audience, yeah. I, I felt like it's it's a good kind of way to re educate myself yep. as well. Yep. So yep. yeah, that's been really interesting. Um yeah, so that's that's pretty much it. <laughs> no, those are some I, good. Yeah. Those are some good things, like especially a discovery of witches. Finished the second season as well. I, although I'm not going to get into the books. I I recently listened to a pod that talked about it. For some reason, I was thinking this book was going to be good, but apparently the show elevated the books a lot more. So I was like, okay, you know what? It's going to settle for the for the TV show. Yeah, <laughs> not going to bother reading the books. But for me, um. Is love enough, sir? Like that movie? Oh my god! Oh okay, my yes. god. <laughs> that's a whole. That's a whole nother thing. Oh we my are god, gonna yes. do a podcast about this. I swear to God, Pina, we're doing a podcast about this. Not today. After we'll do another episode. Like literally, I want to talk about this film. It is. I've been recently getting into a lot of Bollywood movies after a long time of not watching a Bollywood movie. The reason why is because I was procrastinating. And who wants a three-hour Bollywood movie when they're procrastinating? Audrey does, right? So I was watching a lot of Bollywood. Came across quite a lot. Like, you know, one of them, I think, was called Joda and Akbar or something. It's like a more historical one, actually. It's actually like legit historical um, Bollywood movie. And, you know, you know, obviously all the general, generic um, musical ones. And then... Because I was watching so many, Netflix decided to recommend me this movie. And I just clicked on it, didn't think much about it. And next minute, I was hooked. I know you have your critique, and we definitely need to talk about that. But just that, that's a recommend, guys. Is love enough, sir? If anyone is still listening at this point of the podcast, please go and watch this freaking movie. Check it out. Movie. Check it out. And then I've been watching an Australian TV show called Bump. It's on Stan. Really, really good. Like, I don't tend to be like Australian things, even though I live in Australia. Couldn't care less. <laughs> but <laughs> this was a really good, like, um, it's essentially about a girl who literally discovers she's pregnant when she's having birth. Like, she gives birth to a baby. She doesn't know that she's been pregnant. But the implications of that, and she's also not just, like, a random girl, but she's, like, a smart girl, smart cookie, so everybody has high expectations for her and everything, but she suddenly gets pregnant. So just the conversation around teen pregnancy and all that stuff. And I don't know why. There's a bit of feedback. Sorry about that. And then in terms of music, you're talking about a Zimbabwean artist. I don't know if you've heard of an artist called K-Chaps. I think his name is Tatin or some other name. I can't remember. But here's this song called Juzi. If you've been on Twitter and you've seen people talking about Juzi, that's the song that they're talking about by this guy. And he also has another song called My Boy. We'll send you the links for that. It's really, really good. I got it through another podcast as well. Um, and then I was talking about Pro Beats. Mm -hmm. Pano TV Captain Mufombi series check that out <laughs> that is really funny <laughs> really good really really good, good. love yeah. like love love the idea around it like my getsy and all it's just it's just so funny and then finally for me like I guess a bit, a bit of news for those that don't know but you would obviously know if you're Zimbabwean but Soldier Love passing away yeah. you know that was yeah. very sad i'm actually when we wrap up this episode i'm just gonna i'm just gonna play his song that's the song i was talking about copyright and stuff i'm not so worried about that one because it wasn't tied as much to his artist page so if i play it on youtube i hope they don't come for me with this podcast although nobody will it's a, it's a small podcast but yeah i just 
thought that was really sad because it's sort of like um that guy was really talented to be honest with you. If you mm. really listen to his lyrics, they're good yeah. like compared to most Zim Denso artists that you hear, he had really good lyricism, I suppose you wanna call it that. But the system, our country just having terrible um structures in terms of not promoting artists. Yeah. He just sort of was just let go by drugs and uh, all that and Yes, he died probably of COVID, apparently, but, you know, just, he could have been somewhere, though. If you look at, like, Killer T, who was able to tap into some of that success, or Japraza, I suppose, is a Zimbabwean artist as well, but more ghetto artists like Killer T, he's been able to really, like, be successful. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so those are all my, my, not recommendations, the last one, but, you know, those are my recommendations, but with a sad note at the end. (laughs) Mm. But if you have nothing more to say, Paida, that's pretty much it for this episode. Yeah. Oh, no, good. Yep. Thank, thank you very you, much. Thank you. thank you. I will um, just play that song because I just love it so much. Like, yeah, I just really, really do. I'll just mute our mics and then do the outro and we can speak after the pod. But thank you so much, Paida. It was really good thank to have you. you. Thanks for having me, Audi. <laughs> thank you. That's it for another episode of Conversations with Audrey. Thank you for listening. I hope you join me for the next episode. And as you go about your day, just remember, kindness is free. So sprinkle that shit everywhere. Stay blessed.